from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the G and Ursula Show with G. Scott and Ursula Voitine. Good morning, everybody, and thank you for listening to the G and Ursula Show. Ursula, the 9 o'clock hour, we've been really having some fun. We really have, and I love. People are on our text line, our Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line, are sharing their own Twenty Three and Me. Yeah. Stories. Some good ones. Some really good ones, and then some who are. I think it's like a cautionary tale for me. Like, should I do it? Because maybe I will not be happy with what I find out. Being serious. Uh huh. On a scale of one to ten, how serious are you when you say like? I'd be kind of nervous to do it. Are you kind of serious? Six. <laughs> okay. Okay. But, but what, what, what could happen? I mean, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> do you think, yeah. that, do you I, I, think the only thing, the only thing that, that could happen is that I, my family expands, which to me, this would be a great thing. thing. Do, do you think that there are people right now that are like, Hey, G and Ursula, I'm waiting to do it. I'm going to wait. (laughs) And there are other people who are hoping, please, please, please don't do a test. (laughs) All right. Okay, well, still ahead. Uh, Coming up after Heather's newscast at 1030. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, there is a school that is no longer in the top 25 this year, a local school. Okay. Uh, when it comes to basketball, and the parents uh, and the students in that school got a very stern letter mm. because of their behavior. We're going to be talking about that. Um, and then we want to talk about what should you do to help your kids through disappointment when it comes to sports. Okay. I think that'll be a great conversation. Okay, let's do it. But right now... What's new at 10? So if you're caught speeding by a traffic safety camera, should you get a big break in the amount of fines that you pay because you're poor? That is one of the things that are being considered in Olympia. And our reporter, Matt Markovich, is here to explain. Well, I first want to say, I think what you're afraid of is that you're going to find out you're related to G. Hey, that would actually be hysterical. Could you imagine if I was... I don't don't know if you really want to be related to me. It sounds good. Even there's a lady here locally. She's like, are you G. Scott from the sports world? Like, yeah. And I'm coming over. I think it would be a blast. I think it would be good. Well, to talk about what I'm here to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So so we're at a stage right now in the legislature where lawmakers can... basically supplant a bill and put in something of their own Mm. uh, without any public hearing and whatnot. So this is what we're at that period where what happens is you submit a bill, you have an idea, goes to public hearing, they they can go on forever, and then goes to what's known as an executive committee, and that committee then reviews the bill behind the door and then comes out and says, hey, you know what? I have a a replacement, a full substitute, and they can actually replace all the language in the bill and then vote on it, and it gets out of committee without any public hearing. And that's what's happening in this situation here regarding the use of traffic safety cameras. Those are the cameras, the red light cameras, the catch speeders through intersections, people jaywalking, whatnot. Which they're thinking about expanding to freeways, well, right? I mean, well, that's a whole nother bill. Yes, that's the speed exactly. camera pick. Yes. But this is about for other cities. So okay. really right now the law said that big cities like Seattle, Kent, uh, can do this. This drops it down to populations of 10,000 or more. So it's all across the state. So they're really expanding it. But 
listening to the substitute bill yesterday, I thought, what is this? Uh, there is an element in this bill that says, and several lawmakers took issue with it, primarily the Republicans. They all voted against it. Because, well, this is one of the reasons. That would mandate a 75% reduction in the penalty of like a red light camera ticket for registered owners of vehicles receiving public assistance. And if they and they have to make that request to reduce their penalty. And if they make that request, if there are some on food stamps or housing assistance, some sort of public assistance, they automatically it mandates not uh, mandates a seventy five percent drop in that fee. So if like a, a red light camera right now, it's one hundred thirty four dollars. I haven't done the math, but seventy five percent off on that would be what? Uh, some, uh, how much did you say? Seventy five percent off. Off of what? $134. Okay. So that's a that's the first ticket. The second ticket's $262. So it's 75% off on every ticket yeah. if you show that you have public assistance. And so was there an argument for that? No. That's what I'm saying is that the person who submitted a lot of other changes, um, Senator Dongi from, um, I think she's from North Seattle area. I can't remember. I can't quote that. Uh, Democrat. There was no argument. There was no reasoning for it. I can't tell you why they're doing this. The she threw it in because to make it more palatable, or or just because I think of the process a, that allows you to do this. Um, it's a process allows you to do this. There were a lot of other changes that she threw in there, but I, this was the most notable because I think it's social equity. Without her saying it, she's saying that people who don't have any money. It implies that people don't have any money, have a hard time paying these tickets. And the argument is, the old it's argument true. is, if you can't do the time, don't do the crime. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm, I, you know, geez, but that's kind of like the Republican argument here. It's a Republican. Uh, it, I will say, it's consistent. It's a consistent thing, right? Well, I, I think you could ask the question, I guess, in a different way. Should you have different rules if you are driving while low income? Yeah, is the law applied to everybody equally, including the penalty? That's the argument here. Well, I have always, I, I believe when it comes to the HOV, Chef, what's the fine? What is it? First offense? I think mine was 180. I was going to say 100. Okay. Oh, like like single occupant and HOV? Yeah. Oh, no, that's way up there now. It's like $300. Yeah. It's way up For the first time? I just got one. Yeah. It it wasn't that much. Yeah. Anyways, Ursula, these tickets like that, there are some people that just like, whatever, right? And there's some people that fine is the difference of a lot of things. That fine is a difference in their child being yeah. able to play after school sports. Now, if it I goes under, into collection and yeah, all that, then I, that look, just is a I, cycle. For all the people who've never been broke, I get it. You don't understand this. But for people that have been broke, these tickets and these fines can be the difference and change the trajectory of what's going on mm-hmm. in your life. So, I, for one, totally understand how to make it scalable for those that can barely afford. Because, and, and of course, like, oh, well, if you, if you don't want to do the crime, you do the time, don't do the crime, and all this kind of stuff. Look, people make mistakes, people do those things, but sometimes these mistakes cripple them. And let's say they don't pay that ticket, yes. and when they don't pay that ticket, then it goes to collections, yes. and then there's this cycle. I, I fully understand. I fully understand that part. But I guess I also fully understand the argument that 
uh, if you keep saying, well, you know, we're going to discount it because you you are look, uh, lower income or you don't or you're in the federal poverty level or what, what whatever it is, is used going to be used as the metric, um, then does that become basically uh, almost a free pass? It's it's like, well, this is just going to be the cost of doing business. It's, you know, it's going to be 50 bucks for me. I, I'll just drive solo or I'll, you know, I'll, I'll do whatever it is. Um do you know the majority of the time what happens? What happens is, is you don't pay the ticket. Yeah. Right? And then, that, that, then it becomes an additional cost for taxpayers. What are we really talking about here? Because we're talking, everyone is concerned that poor people would get the same system that rich people currently already have. Right? Because if you have a net worth of $10 million and you get a $134 ticket... That's that's a piece of tissue to you. That's Kleenex in the garbage can, right? So when we're talking about, hey, let's make it fair for everyone. Everyone should pay the same thing. I can see that from like an equal dollar perspective, but we already have a system right now where rich people don't have to take into account traffic tickets. Yeah, and I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to sound like a jerk, but I mean, I do. I do believe that. Okay, then don't break the law. Don't. Don't. Okay, <laughs> it's really quiet in here right now, and I know she's trying to. I, I, but I understand what you're saying, and I do have sympathy, and um, I, I think ultimately, um, you know, it's going to become a cost on on taxpayers. I, ultimately, I, I I just okay for everybody that wants to text in, and you believe you're like, gee, you know, personal responsibility, you got to do all these things. Okay. If you're going to have the same attitude when someone is housed and has that house, but is barely making ends meet, but then you want to wait to help them when they're unhoused. No, I hear you. Yeah, like, I hear you. Why are we as a society so inconsistent with this, right? And why is it there a certain party that consistently never comes up with one solution, but there always are something that are against. How dare you get help with student loan debt? How dare you get help when you are financially struggling? Why are we still battling this fight constantly all the time? We pick and choose when we want to help people. Now, one, there's one more thing in this bill that I'll throw in. It's going along the same argument here. Part of this bill is adopting an online ability to pay calculator which allows cities and counties to grant reduced reduced fines uh, related to traffic cameras if you, on this calculator, prove that you have a financial need and you can't afford the ticket. Now, that goes to everybody. Anybody can apply for that. The 75% is mandated. 75% is mandated if you show proof of public assistance. So you get 75% right off Hmm. on that. But this ability to pay calculator, I have not heard of that. I have never seen anything like that. That was an addition as well in Hmm. this bill. Well, a, a lot of times, if you bother to fight a ticket or if you bother, it, as many people know, if you show up or you bother to fight it or you do it, it it'll often get reduced anyway. Mm-hmm. It's um, true. So th- that is one thing. But I've, in any case, I think we're I've just going to agree to disagree yeah, on this, fair. Fair. this one. I've, I, I, one. One last story. My son gets a ticket. We're going to Hunts Point. There's a friend's house that we're going to in Hunts Point. My son gets a ticket, does the wrong thing, 
got, he, he was speeding. He had just gotten his license. So you know what that's going to mean when you're mm-hmm. on that insurance, mm-hmm. right? The person that we're going to visit says, oh, just give me the ticket. I'll, I'll make sure it's taken care of. That's not right either. Yeah. That's terrible. It, oh, yeah. No, I know. I, I know. Like, two wrongs don't make a right. Do, 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 you, do, you, do you guys think sometimes as celebrities, sometimes yes. get tickets and just go away? You, you ever think about that? You ever yeah. think that some celebrities, yes. the people that have the money, just get tickets that just disappear for yeah. no reason? No, totally. Okay. (laughs) Matt came in and said, I just like sitting here watching G go off. It just brings my. I I mean, but but you guys love watching me. You guys love watching me go off, but then we'll talk about this. And then we're going to be talking about the homelessness crisis here pretty soon. And we're going to be talking about how to give them housing and how to pay for this and pay for that. But when I keep telling you guys, how come we don't address the hole in the boat? And it just drives me nuts. But I would. I don't know that we're doing them a service by also saying, well, you know, go ahead and do that because if you get caught, you're going to have a 75% reduction anyway. We how do about, that. How we, about just, how about we just do that with taxes? Yeah. How about the, just people me- message it? Yeah, that's again another thing, which which we, is wrong too. But 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 we can do this all day, where the scale for rich people is easier to import. There is a premium to being poor in this country. Literally everything you do. Interest rates are higher. Your taxes, you're paying a more percentage of your income to taxes. Everything. If you're poor, yeah, you're in you. trouble. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's it's so tough. Um, okay, I need to get you on the graffiti thing because you said you came in specifically yeah. with I did this an bill update for you because I know graffiti is uh, <laughs> close to your heart here. So because there really wasn't much controversy, but I want to explain this. So uh, the, that same committee went ahead and passed a bill that basically allows those traffic cameras that we see. You're probably aware of them. You can just look at them on camera. They're run by DOT. They're known as traffic safety cameras to look at conditions, collisions, and stuff like that. They're not supposed to be used for prosecutor, uh, used in a, as evidence in a crime. Red light cameras can only be used for speeding through an intersection, not in case someone's killed there and the red light camera catches it. You can't use that. That's just as how the law is written. So... This is somewhat substantial is that they're going to they have a they passed a pilot program in this committee, which allows DOT cameras to catch graffiti artists Mm. in the act and then work with prosecutors to go after those graffiti artists along. And this is a pilot project. This is going to start between uh, if it gets approved by everybody, uh, but it's going to be from Seattle to Tacoma along I-5 and along I-90 in the North uh, Spokane Valley corridor down there, where those are just those two specific areas. Sp- wait, wait, wait. Spokane Valley? Yeah, they have a problem down in I-90, too. So that's what the two areas are, and that's what this bill is targeting. So it passed 27 to 2. So everyone likes it. And what's interesting, it also adds this new element that the state should start using these high-tech drones that spray paint. Okay. Yeah, normally, these drones are used to create big murals on sides of buildings. But now they want the, the state wants to use these drones to cover up all the graffiti on the highway. Use these drones. Hey, so, you know what? Find a good use for those drones. Why not? Yeah. Anti-graffiti. So the, so the big thing is working with prosecutors. Now, that's a big deal because those well, safety cameras deal. are there to just look at stuff and observe and make traffic flow. But now you can use that as, according to this bill, use that as evidence to go after 
us graffiti artists on the highway. Um, well, that's encouraging, although... Realistically speaking, I know that uh, prosecutors' offices around the state are also overburdened, uh, so it'll be interesting how much that would actually come into play. But I like the idea. Yeah, I thought you would. So I thought that's why I brought <laughs> Matt, it up. Matt, I appreciate it. You brought something for each of us. That's right. You knew G would like that other one, too. G, I love your passion. <laughs> Good conversation. It is good. I think there's a lot of uh, differing opinions Mm -hmm. on our Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line. Mm -hmm. Continue to send us your thoughts on that. 888-973-5476-888-973 Cairo. If you you have bad credit, do you you pay a higher insurance premium? Yes. Boy, being poor. Coming up next here on the GLR Show, good stuff, Matt Markovich. You did it again, brother. Uh... There's a local team that's not in the top 25 in basketball anymore. And, man, they say the students are not handling it well. I actually just heard from a parent of one of those kids on the basketball team. So, Ursula, we'll be talking about that next. Gene Ursula. The show is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. Oh, yeah. After basketball. March Madness is just around the corner, and it's usually around this time of year that Gonzaga is all over the news. We always talk about the team. The team's usually somewhere ranked in the top 10 in the NCAA. But this year, not so much. Things are kind of rough over there at Gonzaga. The team is out of the top 25. And you know who's really struggling? Who's that? All of Gonzaga's fans. Right. What they mad about? Alums. It's something that they're not used to. Okay. So on Saturday, during a loss to St. Mary's in their home arena, fans began pelting the arena floor with trash and water bottles. And it got so bad that the PA announcer had to beg, beg fans a bunch of different times just to knock it off. Coach Mark Few, the legend, even begged fans to knock it off. And Gonzaga administrators now have sent out an email to all students calling out their inappropriate behavior at basketball games. This is something they're just not accustomed to there. But I don't know. I'm kind of a little shocked. It's a a great Catholic school. Oh, Oh, keep going. Keep going. With a very loyal fan base um i think that they would know better than to be rude and throw stuff real quick when you guys say great catholic school <laughs> i did what, that because i know what comes with that right when, it, when there's a school where they said you should know better right because yes. if you, be, if you yeah, believe yeah, yeah. in that you, you, you know you better than yeah, others yeah. right kindness and compassion should be gotcha. at the center of all mm-hmm. yes um 
the relationship between fans and sports athletes is one of the most toxic relationships ever that has existed. And let me explain. Yeah. Sometimes when I talk about this, you guys, I know I make you a little uncomfortable. I know sometimes the way I talk about this. So I'm going to put cheese on this broccoli so I can better have it served for you. (laughs) So we can gulp it down. To all the student athletes that are out there playing, the fans don't care about you. They only care about what you can do. They don't care about your grades. They don't care if you graduate or it's not. Grim. Okay, that sounds grim. grim. That sounds a little harsh. Oh, fair. What was a grade point average of UW's football team last year? You don't know. Nobody knows because it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters are wins and losses. Yeah, I can tell so, you that they got to the national championship. Right. So what happens, Ursula, to these young men and or women out here? They get told, we love you, come to this school, you're the best, our team wins, oh, we love you, we love you, and your identity gets wrapped up into the love that you think that you have from these fans. But then when things don't turn out right, the same fans that said they loved you are talking bad about you. They're booing you? It's Booing you is nice. That's the nicest form of it. The nastiest things get said. What? Not just from students, but from older adults, grown men and women saying awful things. So when it comes to Gonzaga, right now, it's been a long time since this school has had a subpar year. And what I mean by subpar, I mean when you're not in the top 25 and you're talking about Gonzaga basketball, those fans are probably not happy. At The Ohio State, last season, they lost two games, Ursula. Mm-hmm. Do you understand it's the end of the world over there? Do you understand some of the nasty things that get said? Yeah. This, so what I'm saying is... is the, it, Fans are very fickle. They only like you when things are going well. And what's fans short for? Mm. Chef, what's fans short for? Uh, fanatic. Oh, okay. It's a good thing, right? So just 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 as, as long as you understand the relationship and what it is, don't fall in love with what those people say about you, both positive and or negative. It is what it is. Okay, but I, I want to talk about how we talk to our kids because I was relating to you guys this morning that it was during our oldest son's losing football seasons. Actually, the one season, I think they won one game the entire season when he was with Lake City Youth Football. Okay. And and then the other time was when he couldn't play a single down when he broke his leg uh, going into his freshman year. Okay. Those were the two seasons where I actually saw the most growth in him as a young person. Because he had to face you know the, the fact that he, he thought um, w- with the losing season— he was there for every single game. And I told you, he he played center. He was an undersized center. But he, sure. he did a really good job. But he, but um, his coach, Coach Paps, if you're listening, uh, just knew how to keep him motivated mm-hmm. and knew how to um, 
talk to the kids after they lost. I mean, they, they, they knew they were just going to get slaughtered each time, but somehow kept them like, you know what? There's other things. There's other victories that you could see within, within these losses, mm-hmm. like how you grow as a football player, how sure. you grow as a young man, how you're a great teammate, how you, you know, yeah, it hurts not to win. Mm-hmm. It hurts to, to lose. But, you know, in the, in the case of, of, a, of a, a team like Gonzaga, I'm looking at it as like, it, it, here's an opportunity. It is an opportunity. And it's an opportunity to grow from it and learn from it. And I know that our very own chef recently has been kind of going through this on a scale that maybe we can all relate tiny, to. Tiny, tiny, tiny scale. Because my, my son's seven. He's it's loved, scale loving still. playing basketball, right? Yeah. His last game. They're not supposed to be blocking or stealing the ball yet. And he gets like stuffed three times. He's getting hacked all over the court. Yeah, We don't have refs. So it's the opposing coach who's supposed to you know referee their own players. Mm-hmm. And she's getting them, let them, letting them get away with murder. And there's kids on Matthew's team who are just like nearly in tears on the court. And he's just shaking with like rage and anger and frustration after the game. And I realize I have no words of advice that are going to help him because all of the things that I heard at that age, like life's not fair. Uh, don't worry about the outcome. You can only control what you control are not messages generally that resonate with kids. Like, it's very difficult to tell a child, this is going to be an experience that's going to teach you resiliency. Mm-hmm. It does. It does, but you at, at the moment you can't though, explain it to a kid. Yeah. That's what I'm struggling with. Yeah. Or, and, and in that case, I would just listen. Mm-hmm. I would listen, but, you know, don't don't get into the whole, because apparently with this Gonzaga thing, it was a bad call or it was supposed yeah. to be a bad call. I don't know enough about it, but, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't help them either. If, if their team really stinks and um i'm talking about your your kids and you try to say well it's because you know the refs were making bad calls or this you know it's like you know what we're just going to work on on getting better these are some things that you can work on these are within your control you know it doesn't feel good right now but if you can if you can help your kid develop resiliency you'll be forever thankful hey chef i I got some good news for you what's that um you say you say Matthew was really mad. Oh yeah, really mad. Yeah, that's a good thing. You want to know yes. why? He cares. True. Right, right, right there. Yeah. The fact that he cares because there's so many of us, not just kids but adults, that just don't care about anything. Sometimes it's just good to see that you care about something. Matthew cares. So again, this topic is very interesting. Uh, it's when you lose is when you learn. One of the best lessons I think my son has ever yes. gotten in his life yes. was when he headbutted the player from Michigan oh. and all of the, the death threats that came to I him. I can't even believe and that. And all like, of the, the, the insane nastiness that came to him. All of the some of the same fans that told him how much they loved him also then turned against him, blamed him for the reason for the loss. Was it bad at the moment? Yes. Is my son a better person for it? Oh, my gosh. Because he gets it now. Yes. He gets it. Oh, okay. Got it. All right. Good stuff, Ursula. Hey, coming up next, weren't we talking about Disney yesterday? Yes. In this scenario, it's a Disney disaster. We talk about that next. She and Ursula.
Scenarios is brought to you by 1-800-DUI-AWAY. You know what? I just love this show. Because it's just... Ursula, I try to keep my emotions intact. (laughs) But sometimes these topics, I just can't help it. I can't help it. (laughs) But I want to give kudos to you. Uh Because we get into it. And I think I think you're just doing a fantastic no. job letting it go. Because they, they used to just hang with yeah, me oh, the yeah, rest yeah, of the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I was like, yeah, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get a scenario. Let's go. Okay, Ursula, here we go. My cousin is like my brother, and our kids are best friends. My son is 10, and his kid is 9. He approached me recently asking if my boy could join them for his son's birthday celebration at Disney World. I said yes, but only if my son raises his grades in school. Well, we're two weeks away from the trip, and my kids' grades, they're they're not just better, they're worse. So I told my cousin, he's out. He can't go. My cousin went off on me because they were counting on my boys having an unforgettable birthday and it wouldn't be the same without his buddy. Then he told me he had already bought the Disney tickets at airfare for my son. I told him no way my kid was going because he was slacking off in school and needed to learn a lesson. He was angry and said he got it, but he wanted money to reimburse him for what it cost him. First of all, I never gave him permission to pay for anything. And second, he knew my son wasn't going anywhere if his grades didn't get better. He knew that. My cousins argues that he had to pay in advance to get better rates. I don't care. That's on you. My wife thinks I should at least give him half, but he went behind my back. I told him to take another kid in my son's place. He says it won't be the same, and I'm being a bad dad. I feel like I'm stuck in a difficult situation, and I don't know what to do. 888-973-5476 is the Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line. Ursula, get the bat first. What's up? Now, this just sounds like a whole bunch of poor communication, because the cutoff should have been two weeks Longer than two weeks. Two weeks before you've got a big Disney vacation, which we were just talking about yesterday. Cross an arm and a leg. Right. And you do generally want to buy those tickets and everything beforehand. Mm -hmm. Whether it's your plane ticket or your Disney tickets. So it's reasonable to do that. They didn't communicate that who was going to buy what. And to wait until just two weeks before that isn't really fair to your cousin. So I'll say that first. But I don't blame dad of the kid with the poor grades uh, for all of it. So I think the mom has a good idea in that I would, at the very minimum, offer if you if you are not going to let your kid go because of the poor grades and the kid knew and that was the deal, um, then stick with it. But pay, offer to pay at least half. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be. Offer to pay at least half. I would even suggest, you know, if you can afford it, pay what would have happened so that they can bring someone else at this short notice. But I think it was just poor communication. Um, It it wouldn't be right to um, give the kid that uh, requirement and then say, okay, well, you can go anyway. Because it would be an... uh, in any future um, thing, the kid will say, well, I don't really have to work for it because I got it anyway. Yep. The thing about disciplining your kids is that when you discipline your kids, they're often not the only person that gets punished. 
you as the parent are often punished as well. Like we've had to do this with my son, where if you can't have appropriate behavior, having a friend over, your friend is going home. And we're taking that friend home. And then we're going to deal with you, who's incredibly angry and going to ruin our night. You've decided to impose a consequence on your son, and good for you for sticking through it, but you're going to have to pick up the tab on this. Uh, One, I don't assume that anyone who says, hey, your kid comes with us to Disneyland, I'm not going to assume that they're covering all the costs of that. And I certainly wouldn't expect them to cover the costs of it if you cancel on them. That's on you. Pay up. Um, A couple of things I want to say. One... Chef's point about when we punish our children, the children, the child isn't always the one. Other people are punished. In, oh, yeah. In, in, it's in, an in, inconvenience, inconvenience right. or awkward. Right. Yeah. We also have a problem with people not sticking to their standard, right? Stick with it. So don't let your child go. If the, if the rule was you can't go yep. unless your grades get up, yeah. stick to it. Yeah, we all agree on that one. Th- that's number one. Number two would be this. I think that you should at least give half of the money. Mm-hmm. You should at you, least. You yeah. should at least give half of the money because this parent was going to take your child. It was going to be a part of it. Yeah. And it's cool. You're like, look, hey, I'm going to teach a lesson to my child. Here's half the money. Yeah. You know, whatever the case may be. Just to make it right. If, especially if you could afford it. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. And it's unfortunate that the, the kid won't have that specific buddy or cousin that, that he was expecting to have. But it, you have to teach a lesson. It's a lesson for the other kid, too. It's like, got hey, to. Yeah. You've got to keep your end of the bargain. Yeah. St- stick with your standards, parents. Well, I think it's fair to say this whole situation wasn't set up well at all for the kids or the parents trying to plan it out. You shouldn't be booking any tickets or room before the deal is fulfilled with the grades until the grades come up before even starting this planning because now the trip is locked and sealed. You have to figure out what to do in order to have him learn his lesson while still not wasting the money on the trip. They were asking for a simple trip. They're getting a bumpy roller coaster from the start. Rumor has it to me, I think the parents got a little eager trying to pay up on the trip. They wanted to go so bad, so maybe they need to learn a little discipline themselves. Mm. You know, one time I, I got in trouble with my dad. <laughs> we were driving in the car. And he said, Champ, when you get in trouble like this, do you, do you think I like giving you punishment? Do you think it makes me feel good? for you to be punished. You think it makes me feel good to know that you have to stay in the house all weekend and you can't go outside and play? Do you think I like that? And the reason why I'm bringing that story up is as a child, it was when I first got an understanding of, oh, yeah, you're sad too? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. oh, you know what I mean? Like, man. You, you're, you're not feeling glee over this situation? <laughs> right. Even though, I do think my mom felt glee over it. <laughs> man. I do think she felt glee. Like, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. Uh, agree to disagree comes up next. It is Jenner's. Here we go.